Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash, like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP, but don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Hey, guys. It's Dennis here with Collider Games. Let's make some mayhem. Shoot and loot your way through a mayhem-fueled adventure in Borderlands 3. Blast through new worlds and enemies as one of the four new playable vault hunters, each with deep skill trees, abilities, and customization. Play solo with your friends to take on insane enemies, score loads of loot, and save the galaxy from a fanatical threat. Mayhem is coming September 13th on PC, Xbox One, and PS4. Pre-order now at Borderlands.com. Rated M for Mature. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another brand new episode of the Collider Games Podcast. My name's Dennis Zen, and in studio, I'm joined by Joshua Vayers. And through the magic of Skype, we've got Caboose. Caboose, how you doing? Doing good, doing good. Happy to be back, especially obviously for the launch of Borderlands Three, and uh, re- ready to talk about it. Yeah, sure. definitely going to talk about uh, main topic here today. Uh, yesterday was uh, National Video Games Day. Yeah, Thursday. Yes. Uh, today's Friday. Thursday, nine twelve. Um, later, we'll we'll kind of talk about some of our favorite games of all time, is in mm-hmm. honor of uh, National Game Video Games Day. But we'll do that after. Uh, when we usually do our Twitter questions portion, we'll we'll, we'll do that instead. Um, so let's get started with it. Borderlands Three, the big game, one of the big AAA titles, right. came out this year. Uh, I know Caboose, you've been pumped for it. You've been doing a lot of previews, a lot of hands-on. You came to an event here. You, you saw it at E3. Yes. I yes. think uh, out of us three, you're the only one who's played the new one so far. Like, what are your impressions so far, and how far how far have you gotten? Okay, so I've had two playthroughs that I've been playing. Um, my first playthrough is the one that I played a majority of last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, got to chapter nine, sunk a lot of hours into it. Got to like level seventeen or eighteen on my character. I was playing Amara, um, and then earlier this morning, I was playing as Flack, 
the uh, the homeless robot, <laughs> as it were. Uh, and I didn't get too far, but either way, like I, I put a, a, quite a bit of hours into the game, and I have a lot of positives, but I do actually have some negatives, mm-hmm. which, I, which honestly, some of these negatives have really bugged me with the game, which <laughs> upsets me to say. Um, so to get right into it, the things that I like, it's it's more Borderlands. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're familiar with the franchise, you're gonna jump into this and feel the muscle memory, and everything's gonna be really familiar, mm-hmm. and you're gonna enjoy your time playing the game. A lot of quality of life fixes, so you know you can clamber on walls now. There's the sliding and everything. The map system is great. You know, figuring out where you gotta go is not a chore anymore. Like you just you look at the map. It's got the the verticality to it as well, so you know okay. That's how I get to that objective. That's how I get to that checkpoint. Um, so that stuff is great. The The guns are awesome. I really like some of the style of weapons in this game this time around. Some of them feel a little more realistic. Some of them are goofy in a really great way. And overall, some of the guns that have the crazier abilities like, you know, guns with legs and stuff, that is amazing. It's It lives up to I was going to ask, have you, have you bumped into any of those yet? Yes, yes. There's one. There was one legendary that uh, that a friend of mine passed on to me that does that, and it's oh awesome. sweet, it that's cool. So so much fun. Um, and then you know, if you're if you're a fan of Borderlands as well, you know that there's a lot of stuff that you can do in terms of farming for loot. So you can go back if there's a boss that you want a specific weapon off of. You can go back and kill them multiple times over and over and over until you hopefully get that legendary weapon. Legendaries themselves, when they drop, are like. You really can see how awesome it is this time around versus just seeing a little orange blip and that's it. No, like yeah. it's, it's shiny. Um, and uh, and I do like the cooperative play. I like that there are two modes there. You can switch between playing, you know, so that everyone has a separate loot pile and people who join your game are scaled to your level. Or you can just play classic Borderlands where none of the scaling is there and it's one loot pile. So. Whoever picks up that weapon first is the one that gets it. I will be doing a playthrough with my friends with that mode on because, I mean, classic Borderlands, I think it's a lot of fun to get a little more competitive. I've always, I've always enjoyed the loot splitting that they offered in the later games just to avoid all the conflict. <laughs> yes, yes. I think that's fine. You know, if you want to play it that way, I think it's okay. Um, and it also, actually, it's pretty good to have the loot split because sometimes your friend can find a piece of loot like a, a class mod for your character that you didn't see then they can pick it up and drop it for you so i think that stuff that's pretty cool stuff like that is great um the story mode so far seems fine mm-hmm. and i guess like to transition to some of my negatives i don't care too much about the villains yeah mm-hmm. i've heard that they're quite boring yeah they're they're just i don't know they, it feels like they're trying too hard to be comedic and it's almost like not necessarily like they're trying to copy Handsome Jack, but they want to replicate the success of that villain in the which is so so it. difficult. That that character it's, was yeah. so incredibly well made. His arc was it's beautiful as well. And, and and you know it's unfortunate that they used so much of Handsome Handsome Jack in Tales from the Borderlands mm-hmm. because I felt if they didn't, they could have brought him back for this game in some way. Um, and maybe it would have elevated it a little bit, but he's great in Tales from the Borderlands, so that stuff's great. And, I mean, speaking of Tales, like, some of those characters return in this game, too, which I love. You know, I'm a huge fan of Tales from the Borderlands, one of my favorite games, definitely my favorite Telltale game. So seeing those characters cross over here is awesome. But um, one major issue with Borderlands 3 that I'm having is the menu system hmm. and going between the map to the different missions that you can select to selecting or equipping different weapons to your character it's really slow i don't know what's going on there but my goodness every time my friend gets a new weapon he'll say this every single time he's like hold on i gotta equip a new weapon so give me about three years like i know we're just kidding around but it really takes a long time to open up your menu and like equip different weapons i'm playing on the xbox one x granted i'm not playing on pc i don't know what the experience is like yeah i was about to ask but I'm playing on the next best thing. So the fact that it's still running as not great mm-hmm. as it is is pretty rough. And I have been running into a couple of frame stutters and some bugs, some glitches here and there. Not too many of them game-breaking. One one instance I did have where the game completely froze on me, and I waited it out for a good five minutes until it kicked my friends out and then finally started working again. That's a little um, worrying. 
Yeah, so there's 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 been a couple of issues. I do like though, and, and I noticed that I think this is only available if you have an Xbox One X. You can choose whether or not you want the game to prioritize the resolution or the performance. And I'd hmm. highly recommend if that option is available to you to select performance. You will notice the world of difference. You don't need the graphics to look incredible. It's a cell shaded game. It's yeah. not going to look yeah. no matter what. Um, but I don't think that option is available on an Xbox One S or a normal Xbox One. I don't know for sure. All I know it's is... probably available for the PS4 Pro, though. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm not sure. Yeah. All I know is, like, the group that I was playing with, I had, I had an Xbox One X. Some of them did not, and they were saying that option is just not there for me at all. So it was great that I could choose that to, to choose the, the prioritization mm-hmm. of uh, performance because it allowed the game to run silky smooth, 60 FPS. Everything was running great, but running through those menus is oh my god it, it it sucks because you get a legendary weapon and you should be excited to go check it out and like see you know compare it to the current weapon you have equipped but it's like every time i get a new weapon that i want to you know use i'm like oh god i gotta gotta go through this snooze fest of cycling through the menus to try and just see which, the weapon which uh, must really suck when you're playing with friends you know what i mean like yeah, you gotta hold yeah. up everyone yeah it's very very annoying but i mean Maybe maybe that's stuff that will get fixed. Maybe that's just, you know, over time patches, updates added to the game. I hope so, at least. Because if it's something that just exists in the game forever, it, it's something that will quite honestly make me get sick of the game. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's that annoying to me. Well, they'll they'll definitely like fix it game. then. Especially if enough yeah. people are having that problem, you know? Yeah. Like, that's more than enough reason for me not want, like, to not want to play with friends. Well, <laughs> what, are the, what are the other worlds like, by the way? Oh, really, really cool. A lot of variety there. This is, like, the the most unique-looking Borderlands game where they finally, like, they got to step off of Pandora and just go nuts. You know, it reminds me of um, the DLC from Borderlands 2 where it's, like, Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, yeah. Uh, because that was, like, the first time they really got to create brand-new environments that didn't necessarily have to reflect what Pandora was like, but the imagination of a child essentially and and you get that as well in borderlands 3 with these different planets you know the maliwan planet looks so crazy is there like different Um, gravity for any of the planets because that was one of my favorite things about the pre-sequel was that you could go to the moon and then the low gravity was so much fun to play around with there is one planet that you can go on at least as far as i've gotten in the game the planet that i reached um the third planet that i reached uh it does have that kind of zero gravity effect which i thought was cool did they? Did they? Um, do you know if they ended up bringing back the uh, the, the oxygen tanks? No, that no. wasn't. None of that was. Nah, man. I, I enjoyed that in the pre sequel. It was like a thing where you could get abilities for it as well, where you could like expend oxygen to like do like a ground pound kind of thing. Right. Right. Yeah. There is there is like a ground pound type of move for each character. Okay. Um, but I don't know. I, I mean, it it could there could be a planet that I reach later in the game, or that we'll see later in the game that does have that you know the oxygen tanks the oxygen tanks and the whole pre-sequel vibe but as far as i know right now the one planet that did have some zero g uh it didn't have any of the uh other pre-sequel stuff too okay well i mean i'd imagine with uh the different worlds like that adds like a lot of room for dlc you know they can just add more worlds and stuff which is Mm -hmm. cool how how the possibilities are pretty endless there and yeah i mean the, the story like although i'm not the biggest fan of the villains it's not it's still fun you know like it's still it's so cool to be interacting with a lot of the characters mm-hmm. and overall my experience with borderlands 3 is very positive um there are just some issues that i really wish i wouldn't have run into that have been kind of taking back from my experience with the game and uh killing a bit of the hype that i've had mm-hmm. for it how is the co-op player are you playing an online co-op like three with three other people two other people mm-hmm. Um, so last night, a majority of my playthrough was with two other people, mm-hmm. and then tonight I will be playing with a full squad of four. Um, but the co-op's great. I Smooth. Mean, you know, everyone jumping in, yeah. using their abilities. I think one thing that my friends and myself have noticed that was a little difficult was when your teammate goes down, like if they get knocked down, it's not very easy to notice. Like, there's no real indicator on your screen. Hmm. You kind of have to look in that direction. Um, yeah, so but, like but besides your friend yelling, I'm down, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, but, but you want to know where yeah. he's down, right? Exactly, yeah, that's exactly. true. Yeah, so that, that was that was one of the issues that we were running into. We really, like, we barely revived each other when we go down. Huh. We're always relying oh, on getting the second wind. Yeah. 
Hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's still really fun. It's still really fun playing with friends. We're, we've been having a blast with it, and we've been playing just the normal cooperative mode, so the loot pool is separated. And like I said, it's it's cool that a friend of mine can find a weapon. Even let's say you know they get like a duplicate legendary. They're like, well, I already have one, and I didn't find that on my loot pool, so they can take it mm-hmm. and then drop it for me. So I think nice. that stuff is really great. That's pr- that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. How's the uh, the missions? Because I've heard that the missions can be quite tedious. Like, they're very errand running, a lot of backtracking. Yeah, there is a lot of go here, get that kind of thing. Um, but it's still, you know, I mean, it's nothing different than what you'd come to expect from a Borderlands game. So if you're already yeah. familiar with how these missions play out in the previous two and the pre-sequel, then uh, it's nothing too groundbreaking. But there are some really epic missions. There are some crazy set pieces, some uh, some pretty intense boss fights that I've already encountered. But again, I don't even think, even though I'm on chapter nine, even though I'm like almost level twenty, I still don't think I'm very far into the game. At least it feels that mm-hmm. way. So I'm, I'm hoping. What's, I what's don't the level cap? End quicker than I expect, and I'm let down by that. Well, uh, what's the level cap? Do you know? I'm not entirely sure, actually. Hmm. I'm not. I think you get a total of forty-eight skills to spend. So I'm assuming it's level fifty. That's that sounds about right. Yeah. So hmm. yeah. But I mean, I, I don't know. I don't have a, a guaranteed um, number. You haven't played any competitive online yet. No, none of not, that not just yet. yet. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna run through my group and I. We're gonna run through our normal playthrough first. Just beat the game. Yeah, and then uh, we might do a competitive playthrough on like a harder difficulty. Cool. And Josh, you're gonna pick up this game probably either Sunday or Monday. Mm-hmm. So I'll be talking about it next week for sure. Um, nice. Yeah, I'm very excited to play this. It's it's one of the games that I was most excited for to be releasing at the end of this year, for Thank sure. You. Yeah, I'm wrapping up uh, finishing Control, and mm-hmm. then Ooh. and then when I'm done with that, then I might hop over to Borderlands Three. Um, yeah, a couple of the other things uh, we didn't mention. I don't know if we mentioned this. In some of the previous podcasts, but uh, I think it's quite cool that uh, Gearbox released cosplay guides on the website for all the characters. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's you can, like, uh, follow the exact cosplay guide on their website, which wow. they, they know that's a big part of their following as well, mm-hmm. all the cosplaying and stuff. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, overall, I've seen online the the reviews have been pretty positive. I mean, there's mm-hmm. been a few... Not like super negative, but mention more of like okay, it's more of the same, yeah, but not anything not new, new yeah. to it, right? Which is cool, I guess. I mean, that's for me. That's yeah. exactly what I wanted. I yeah. wanted another Borderlands game. I just wanted different guns, different characters. I don't even like. I'm not even that bothered about the story, to be honest. For me, it's I'm. I love uh, looter shooters, you know, mm-hmm. or any kind of uh, yeah. looter game where I love grinding, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I honestly, I couldn't care much about the story. Just let me, like, mow down enemies for an hour or two and get new weapons. It's, that's all I want, and that's what this game is, so I know I'm going to get what I want. I mm. mean, yeah, that's, that's essentially, like, I remember back when Borderlands 3 was revealed, like, back at PAX East earlier this year, I was, like, super excited about it. And one person replied, because I, I tweeted, I was like, Borderline 3 is exactly what I wanted it to be, or it looks like it's exactly what I wanted it to be. And someone replied to me, like, just more Borderlands? And I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. That's all I really wanted. Mm-hmm. I've waited, what, it's been seven years? How long since Borderlands 2? And then obviously, you know, we had been the pre-sequel. a while. Mm-hmm. They yeah, had the pre-sequel. It's been a while since a brand new Borderlands game. So just just give me more Borderlands. Well, so the Borderlands that. 2 was on the last generation, right? Yeah. You yep. I mean this, this is the first yeah. one for in not counting the remasters. Yeah, not, yeah. This would be the first one for technically the this generation, yeah. the yes. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I remember I had Borderlands 1 and 2 on the was Xbox the, 360. I think, yeah. yeah, I think the pre-sequel yeah. is also previous. On, on was it? P- I, didn't PS, get, I didn't get PS3. that one. I th- yeah, I don't think the pre-sequel was. I mean, I know you can get the remaster, but I don't know if the pre-sequel was on mm-hmm. PS4. Um, well, I do get the other side of the story why people do want some new elements. Because mm-hmm. at least when... Uh, Borderlands 2 is my favorite game out of the entire series. It's the one I played the most. But Same I do here. like some of the newer things that they added in the pre-sequel, which it looks like they didn't have in this. Like... Um, so I do, I do get, uh, I do get what people wanted some new things, um, but I mean, at the end of the day, it was the quality of life a- aspects that I think that are new and good enough. Sliding, I can't wait to start running around and sliding in the game. It's it's, it's going to be a much faster way of getting around. How's yeah. the pinging, by the way? Because I, I heard, how's the pinging? I heard they added pinging. 
Yeah, so you can press up on the D-pad to ping. Me and Microsoft, we haven't used it too much. <laughs> although it can be useful every now and then if, let's say, I find, like, a chest in a secret area. Then you can ping it, and my friends can then find it themselves. But, like, we haven't used it casually, like, normally or anything. Mm -hmm. You know, we I mean, haven't frequently been using the pinging. Although, it's probably very it there. It's, it's it must great. be yeah. It must be handy for when you're um, when you're when you're not with friends. You know what I mean. You're playing online with strangers, and you're not in the same voice yes. chat. That's got to be I'm very sure, handy. I'm sure that's where it could be really useful if you're yeah. going to jump online with some random people. Mm -hmm. I'm just excited to like level up a little bit more and you know go up against the real intense boss, like the raid bosses essentially, oh, yeah. and like just farm them for the for the crazier loot because that's that's when Borderlands was at its peak for me when it came to like Borderlands Two, and I mean I'm sure that's why. You know, all these years later, that game still had like ten, twelve thousand people playing on Steam. Mm -hmm. You know, for a single-player game, or although it has cooperative elements, but for a non-PVP-based game, that's like unheard of to have that much of a player base mm -hmm. all those years later. Do you so. know if they? Because um, I haven't read much about this or even seen it. Do you know if they added the the epic chest that they, they had in all the other games where you use the the keys? The golden keys, yes. Yeah. That's available on your the, the Sanctuary Three. The, okay. the big ship that you use to travel to different uh, different planets. It's, awesome. uh, it's there. And there are there are some shift codes already out in the wild to get you some golden keys. Oh, hell like yeah. I have, uh, I have three of them right now. Hell yeah. Yeah. If That's you want, cool. I'll send you the uh, – I can DM you some, some of the codes. The shift oh, codes. oh, for sure, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing they're probably posting them on Twitter as well. Yeah, yeah. But some of them are, like, pretty secret and just, like – they're available through some guides and stuff that are Oh, for there. sure. I mean, I'm going to have it on PlayStation, but if you have those codes, definitely send them my way. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I will do. All right. So, Borderlands 3, I'm sure we'll be talking more about this in upcoming weeks. Um, yeah. Next story, we've got uh, the Witcher Netflix series. The release date has been leaked. It's oh. not 100% confirmed. What happened was... On uh, Netflix's Netherlands Facebook and Twitter, they were talking about upcoming release dates of shows. So they were like saying, this is coming. Like, for example, The Crown. And they yeah. listed, you know, 50, 50, 50 more sleeps yeah, till The Crown more. or whatever. So they, but they threw The Witcher in there and they said 97 sleeps more to go. So that would put it oh. at December 17th, which is interesting because I think that's a Tuesday, Tuesday yeah. instead of they normally do Friday because they know once you get off work, you want to go home, yeah. watch some stuff. I mean, that's why video games now are like on Fridays as are well. They, I know Netflix for a while was talking about um, getting away with binging in general. This this series I'd imagine is going to be bingeable though. They're I not would be think so. I mean, episodes. they've been doing the non-binging stuff with that like, uh, like baking show or whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> like the Great Bittens like I, I don't. I don't watch those shows, but apparently they can be quite funny. <laughs> I mean, I think with those that makes sense, right? It's a competition show, and so what they want is from week to week, they want people to be talking about the show mm. and then waiting, anticipating, like tweeting, the next Instagramming one. about it as well. So yeah. I, I don't foresee them doing that for let's say uh, the upcoming Crown series. Um, Mindhunter, I'm, I'm binge watching right now. I heard great oh, things about Mindhunter. Yeah, it's so fantastic. Um, but so I don't see that happening with those type. But I can see more of these kind of reality competition shows because competition shows don't really lend themselves to binging, right? Yeah. Because you yeah. want to know every week, like everyone comes in and talks about, oh, do you see who got eliminated? Blah blah blah. Oh, that person shouldn't have gotten eliminated. Oh, like I'm a big fan. Right. Me, and my my girlfriend, we watch um, Master Chef. And then we get invested with the character – or not characters because they're real people. But the the competitors and then every week we're like, oh, my God, who's getting cut this time? Yeah. And there's kind of this anticipation built up. It's – you know. Do you think a third party would step in though at some point in time to uh, – and I don't know who but just in terms of like for health and safety reasons because like I'd imagine I'd, – I don't see much of a problem with, uh, with binge watching but I can see how it can affect some people badly. Like if they were to release – the Witcher on a Tuesday, someone's going to be missing work on Wednesday. You know? Yeah, but I mean, honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, this is a games podcast. There's a much bigger true, problem yeah. with video game uh, binging than there is with that's true. TV binging. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, people, a, that's a very good point. I didn't yeah, even think of that. There's a bigger high that comes off of mm. video game playing 
Um, and we'll talk about you know. So Speak, speaking of video game about. binging, I was uh, when the first uh, The Last of Us came out. I know so many people that just skipped college that week. They just didn't go to. Yeah. They were like they were just playing The Last of Us, and they're like, "No, I need to finish yeah. this game before I do anything else." So in, in upcoming, I think in a week or two, uh, going to we're supposed to interview uh, Felicia Day oh, if cool. you're familiar with her, yeah. um, and and she has a new book coming out, which we're going to interview her for, but. But she, she has two books. One is a memoir. One is uh, kind of about uh, unleashing your creativity. And I'm listening to her audiobook about her memoir. And before she did the guild, she basically admitted like she had a video game addiction to WoW. I mean, well, if, if you watch the guild, it makes sense. Yes, I exactly. Guess. But, but you know what I mean? Like it sounded like a big problem. Like I've had video game addictions before, never to the extent that. She had yeah. them, but so well, I mean, anyways, wow, wow was a big problem for a lot of people. Yes, I think the yeah. problem is with a game like that, and I'll, I'll talk about another game in my top five games uh, at the end of the show. Is it never ends mm. when there's a show? So like I've done binge video game playing, like with Fallout Three or like uh, Mass Effect. Eventually, the game ends, and yeah. then and then you stop because there's no more but with, to do. Especially back in the day of WoW, it never ended. It was like yes. next expansion. They added yes. another 20 levels, so, add another 10 levels. So I think there is an addiction factor with television because I've done it before, mm. binge-watched a bunch of shows. But remember shows, they end. That's true. Yeah. So – um, but, I mean, what do you guys think? I actually thought it was going to come out earlier just because, you know, we, we saw some yeah. scenes at, at Comic-Con. The way that they hinted, it sounded more like October, November ish. Hmm. I, I was thinking November time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it definitely seemed like a November type of thing that would come out. Um, I mean, December also makes sense to me, I guess, you know. Yeah, we're coming up on the Christmas holiday. Yeah. We, you know, just the holidays in general. So, like. That that's the time to binge a show, you know, yeah. when it's not when it's cold outside. Although you guys are in California, so I don't know if you know what like that whole cold thing means. No, um, not, not not yet. <laughs> but uh, but you know, like you get you got the holiday, you got a couple weeks off, and just binge a show. Yeah, I mean, which I mean, it's also nice to know it's not that far away. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of shows to watch. I was kind of hoping it'd come out a little bit sooner than mm. sure. Yeah, I mean, December. Yeah, I, I think November would have been a good time. Yeah, um, but excited it's coming out. Uh, looking forward to it. Um, all right, uh, next thing. This one I'm excited about. Uh, so Control. Oh yeah. Control has announced uh, four DLC updates. One is going to be free, which is it's not really. Well, two of them are free, aren't they? Uh, I'm not sure. I thought one. The first one's free. Was basically photo mode. Which, I mean, I haven't played Control, but if I did, I'd be so excited for it's that. It's a visually stunning game. Yeah. Uh, single-player game needs photo mode. I yes. agree. I spent hours. Yeah. It needs it. I spent Every hours of Spider-Man, player. man. Mm-hmm. Sp- like, spy- I spent <laughs> hours in photo mode on Spider-Man. It was, it was that much fun. Um, so, oh, yeah. So, I guess uh, Expeditions. Um, yeah, that one's going to be free. Mm. So, you're right. The first two. One is photo mode, which is not real. That's just a feature. Yeah. They're, they're letting down. It's probably something they wanted to include in the um, yeah, game, but, but they then never they never to, got yeah. to. I mean, most photo modes that get added later on are free anyways. Yeah. Like, because, I know Final Fantasy did that yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 They start charging for photo modes. <laughs> oh, my God. That would suck. What if they started charging for each photo you took? <laughs> I mean, these, we, I mean these we're are joking micro- about it. We're yeah. joking about it. But like 10, 15 years from now, that happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. So pay, yeah, pay for your screenshots. So there'll be another DLC called Expeditions. That's you know, there's a lot of mystery and lore and mythology to this game. You, when you play the game, you start off, you kind of get thrown into the story. You don't even know what's going on. You're just kind of mm-hmm. guessing, just trying to figure a way out. So. I'm sure even – and I'm approaching the end of the game. I'm, I'm, I'm the, like second to the last level. I just played oh, nice. one sequence that was amazing. Like one of my – the set piece of action sequence was like one of my favorite ever in uh, video games. So – but even as I'm towards the end, I still don't know half of what's going on to be honest. <laughs> I'm, guess, I'm sure they'll tie all the loose ends uh, or maybe some no, of them. No, even that- Alan Wake didn't tie up. All the loot. Oh no! It's 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 kind of like this on purpose. It's it's, it's you know uh, Sam Lake, who's the creative director and like 
co-creator writer for, for these games. I, he, I think he's heavily influenced by David Lynch, and so it has that style. That makes it. sense. Um, okay. But then they're going to have uh, two paid expansion packs called The Foundation and Awe. Coming out 2020. Yeah, which one of them is most interesting is Awe because they released <laughs> a, the artwork for it, and half of it is split with Awe, yep. and the other half is with Alan Wake's cover design yep. on so the bottom. So crossover? The, like the cover, yeah. yeah, like the flashlight and everything. Yes. I think you can even see them in there. So they're teasing some sort of crossover link cool. shared universe. And it's so, yeah. as a big Alan Wake fan, I am super excited. Plus, do you think, Remi- they, do you think cross-mix the mechanics? I don't know. Um, that could be quite cool. But, I mean, Alan Wake, the rights just got back to Remini, so everyone's excited. Yep. Like, oh, maybe they're going to make the second one. And yep. now it makes more economical sense because it's not tied just to the Microsoft mm. slash PC platform. Mm-hmm. It can go to PS4 and whatnot. If, so, I, I know you would love a second Alan Wake. Well, yes, I would. I also would love a remaster of the first one plus the expansion pack mm. on Which I guess Xbox is, One yeah. or maybe so on they, the next yeah. next. There's more of a generation. possibility of that happening now, though, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's so the thing. They say, they say that all, like AWE, it's, it's their altered world events. Yeah. But everyone, like everyone online, because of the tease within the photo, is like, no, mm. it's called the Alan Wake expansion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alan Wake expansion. That's I like what that. AWE is standing for here. And I mean, it. It looks like a really blatant, like they're not even trying to hide it. Yes, they're going to cross it over with Alan Wake in some way, which that's awesome. Have you guys uh, played Control yet? No, I, re- I, I really want to. But, you, uh, you guys got to play. Like, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm first going to play uh, Borderlands 3, though. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's my first purchase. The gameplay okay, mechanics are fantastic. I got to get through my 1,000 yes. hours of Borderlands Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with video games. <laughs> it's tough. It's not yeah. like... You need time. Movies yeah. and TV shows. Mm. I mean, movies is yeah. the easiest, right? You watch yeah. a two-hour movie, You're done. that's it. Yeah. Um, TV shows a little more in-depth. Let's say it's a 10-episode series. It's 10 hours. Okay, that's more yeah. investment. Yeah. Video games, I mean, there's control games. I've already spent like 13, 14 hours on it. I'm not done yet. And plus, I yeah. skipped a lot of the side missions, which after I'm done with the game, I'll probably go back and go back and, revisit. And, and, yeah. Is it like open world or is it kind of like... No, it's not open world. It's definitely on a path, so but, it's okay. it's very you, linear. but you can go on side missions. Okay. That okay. They assign you some side missions that you can choose to cool. do or not. So, But it's definitely... I mean, Remedy games are... are it's not like... It's not like Red Dead Redemption where it's so big and open. This ta- all takes place in one building. I mean, it has different um, okay. levels to the buildings, and each level has its different paths and its different, like... So it is an expansive game, but still, it's it's all contained in, in this one. Got it. But the yeah. control Jeez. scheme is fantastic. Being able to um, throw things with telekinesis at people, you being able like to... Force. Yeah, it's basically yeah. like the force. You could throw up a shield... Uh, you also can levitate. You can like, it, it's That's very cool. cool, very cool game on gameplay the, mechanics. On the, on the topic of people owning uh, IPs or uh, getting control of the game back, you know what I noticed the other day? I was looking everywhere for Arkham Origins, mm-hmm. uh, and I on P, on PS4, and uh, I could find literally all the previous Arkham games were re, were re released on the PS4, but not Arkham Origins. <laughs> yes, I wonder so was that, it was that, it a different company that for that? Was, um, I think that's good. So WB Montreal are the ones who made Batman mm-hmm. Arkham Origins. Oh, okay. Whereas, like, Rocksteady made the, the main trilogy. and like, So, like, Arkham Knight was exclusive to the next gen. Yeah. And then there was a Arkham remaster for the first two, Arkham Asylum and yeah. Arkham City. Arkham uh, Revisited. People have been really asking for Arkham Origins to get remastered or at least, like, ported in some way to the next gen consoles. And I agree. I think Arkham Origins is so, so, so yeah. underrated. Yeah. Didn't it come out at like a at a pretty at like a bad time? Didn't it come out just before the next generation of consoles? Yeah, so it, it kind of came out. Well, actually, no. Well, I'm, I can't remember now. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it was I a while ago. Yeah, piece. but I think it was. It wasn't at the best time, and I think the issue was it came out after Arkham City. Yeah, and Arkham City is like amazing. The <laughs> holy grail of superhero video games, you know. So it's it's so difficult to top that. So because they had to live up to that expectation, people didn't think it to be very good because it wasn't as good as Arkham City. Yeah. But I still think so many people overlook a lot of the qualities of that game. The writing, the, the combat incredible. was great as well, man. Yeah, they they made they the boss fights are 
awesome. There's so many of them. There's oh man, there's a lot that's really they, really great. They do have it on their streaming service, oddly enough. <laughs> like on their the PS Now streaming yeah, service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I that's still the pr- that, yeah, on, uh, that's the PS3 one. version though mm-hmm. that you're streaming, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. So I I do I do hope it gets some sort of remaster, but then again, like all all the rumors are pointing to W Montreal working on yeah. another Batman game and it's it's only inevitable that they're going to announce what the hell they're working on sometime soon. Yeah, I only bring that up because uh, I was playing Arkham Knight again recently because it's uh, yeah. free on PlayStation this month. Oh, nice. Yeah, same oh, wow. with uh, Darksiders 3, also free this month. Damn, yeah, if you have PlayStation now, that's... That's a good month for PlayStation now, I'll, nice. I'll say that, yeah. Um, so uh, our next story, we got Ubisoft, uh, the CEO, in an interview he's... They asked if the company would return to making shorter games. And when he means shorter, he means 15-hour yeah, games. Yeah, like Assassin's Creed. What was it? <laughs> Unity. Unity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where, where Creed Odyssey was like 60 hours. And that's why I still yeah. haven't finished At it. At first, yeah. I thought they meant like indie games or something, you know? Uh-huh. But I was – I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what do you guys think of this? Like, is it – is it a good idea to do this or not? Like, it's funny because it's like if I – I'd be done with Odyssey now if it was only 15 hours. True, yeah. But – It's like 60, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's it's I huge. Think, I think this is good. Okay. I think, you know, mm. you look at a company like Rockstar Games and yeah. what they've done, they take years mm-hmm. between their properties. You know, there's – who knows? There, there's, there's rumors about a Bully 2 which would have come out over a decade since the first bully mm-hmm. game you know so like they they take quite a bit of time between their games and you can clearly yeah. tell because of all that time that they take it generates a really quality game gta 5 red dead redemption 2 you know even going back to like grand theft auto 4 or the first red dead redemption they they take their time with their games they make them really big and and you know like ton of hours you got to sink into them and i think that ubisoft found similar success there with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Specifically the, the, the past two, yeah. They're still updating it, and people are still playing it because obviously, you know, they, they got to fund those updates somehow, and I'm assuming it's because they got quite a player base there. Mm. So, I mean, good for them. If they if they don't want to go back to churning out an Assassin's Creed game every single year... Which is and good. ...and maybe not getting the best game out oh, because of it. Oh, my God, all the glitches. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm, having, I'm having flashbacks. They were like, I can't remember which Assassin's Creed it was I played, and literally, like, one of the characters I walked up to just had eyeballs. His yeah, skin didn't yeah. load in. That, I can't remember which one that was either. Was that I, Unity? I know what you're talking about. That, that was the one, I think, that where they, they drew the line. They were like, okay, we, we really screwed up. That. Yeah, man, that was intense. I mean, you can't yeah. keep up that schedule. I mean, a, a triple A title Every once year? a year? Like, how much time is spent production? How much time is spent marketing? I think people are cracking down a little bit more too on just game development in general. A lot more mm. people are coming forward regarding crunch time yes. and you know the amount of stress that people have been you know brought on to them as being game developers because of this landscape. You know, of, I think I think it has a little bit to do with the consumers. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like, "Give me the games now." You know, it also has to do with some other games and the business models around them. You look at games like Call of Duty and the massive success that they have every single year, and you kind of want to see if there's a way to replicate that with your game. So because more people are coming forward and they're like, listen, um, this is brutal. Crunch time is horrible. We're working insane hours. We never should be working, and it's not worth risking our mental health for it. And more and more people to the public eye are starting to realize this. So I think because that stigma is starting, like that, mm. that, that dark cloud is starting to form around the games industry, they're starting to take more time with the games. We're starting to see a lot more of a de- development process between games, you know, and, and I think that's better for everyone at the end of the day. Yes, I got to wait an extra year for the next Assassin's Creed, but does that, you know, that, that makes the, the world of a difference. I, I guess for me, who doesn't have as much time to play games as I used to, is a good thing because then I can yes. wait and, and work, play games in the meantime. I mean, you, you'd have like a whole year and a half to do that 60 yeah, hours, you know? exactly, yeah. versus like, oh, get lost, you know, caught behind on stuff, right? If, if let's say, there's Assassin's Creed that came out every single year and each one was like... 60 hours you yeah, would, yeah. I'd be like if you have a full time job you still probably wouldn't have, <laughs> have finished the previous one exactly. by the next one comes out so it's just much better to to at least for me personally 
to I, have yeah. these like longer games, but have them come out less frequently. I prefer that as well. I think they found great success with. I mean, Assassin's Creed Black Flag was one of my favorite Assassin's mm-hmm. Creeds of all time. Besides, uh, Assassin's Creed Two is my favorite story wise, mm-hmm. but gameplay wise, man, I didn't. I didn't even. I don't think I cared about the Assassin's Creed Four story. I was just out there on my ship messing yeah. up other ships, man. Like the naval combat was so amazing, and it, specifically with the past two games, Odyssey and Origins. They did a really good job, like you said, of uh, uh, doing amazing DLCs mm-hmm. for those games and keeping keeping uh, keeping people coming back, spending more money as well, and not just microtransactions. Like genuinely, like paying like twenty bucks for a good DLC, you know, yeah. that's worth it. I mean, uh, I saw like on IGN, Odyssey actually has their highest review score yeah. uh, out of all of them. That's the latest one, and also I would have finished Odyssey. The only problem was. Red Dead Redemption 2 came out literally so like, like a month later, right? Yeah. So then I jumped over and did my 80 hours on, oh on there. Uh, but if you know if that hadn't happened, that would have finished Odyssey, which I plan on going back to as well. I, I mean, I actually kind of well, – Outer Worlds is coming out too. I mean – Oh, snap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in October. Oh, yeah. that's yeah, yeah, that's next yeah. month. Oh, so. hell yeah. Plus the Destiny expansion. It, yeah. it, it's, it's a busy month. Yeah. For, for I mean, they always, that's the problem with video games. They stack, they always stack the end of the year, yeah. right? Especially in, during the fall. Like, yeah. That's when oh, yeah. a lot of games will come out. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, man, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for Outer Worlds. Yeah. So, uh, next topic we got uh, Apple Arcade launches this September. $5 a month. This was announced at the, you know, the big uh, Apple. Yeah. Um, conference where they you know announced new iPhones, iPads, their television service, which is I think only five dollars as well. Um, but as far as the arcade games, I watched the trailer. I know I looked at it, it's like it looks cool. They aren't really going for this hardcore gamer audience. Yeah, like you're looking at the games, a lot of side scroll, a lot of cool artistic visuals. A lot of indie, but yeah, a lot, a lot of, of indie, indie element, stuff. Yeah. I saw even like a Sonic the Hedgehog in 3D game. Um, uh, but I didn't see. It's not like for people who like playing FPSs or. Oh, de- I mean, for, for five dollars a yes. month, you know. It's, which is a great deal. I think it, it's it's definitely more of like a family system setup yes. that they've got going. You know? Yes. I didn't see super, super violent games. It was mm-hmm. very artistic, very visual. My question is, is there enough of a demand from the casual slash family-oriented uh, side for this to be successful? I think – I personally think that – it's, it's I, I wouldn't even think it's about the demand because it's five dollars a month. So mm-hmm. many families and you, you uh, look. You, it has an offline mode up to six, so you, up to six family members can use the arcade. Mm-hmm. Most yep. people aren't going to notice that five dollars a month, mm-hmm. like exiting their account. I'd imagine people are going to get the service and forget they even have it <laughs> and mm-hmm. pay for it for years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, this could be good for like the kids. And oh, stuff. for sure. Yeah, an iPad or whatever yeah. it might be. You know, just. Hand it off to the kid and let him go nuts with whatever games are available in the library there. Mm. Because it's a lot of indie games. It's a lot of, you know, family-friendly looking games. So uh, so I think that's great. I mean, yeah, it's, it's only five bucks a month. I'm not sure if they're going to find a crazy amount of success to it. But I wonder if they find enough success to warrant mm-hmm. funding it. And, yeah. and I think that will be possible. I mean, I saw, like, there's uh, people playing using, like, a PS4 controller with their yeah. iPad playing the game and Xbox yeah. controller. Then, yeah, I know the PS4 has uh, the PS4 controllers has Bluetooth, yeah. so you can connect it to your phone, iPad, whatever, mm-hmm. your iPhone, even. You know what I mean? I think it accepts most controllers that have Bluetooth, which is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, we'll. It's kind of wait and see. I I personally am going to hold off on subscribing to something like this until. I hear, oh, this game's awesome. This game's awesome. Exactly. You know, or there's is, specific games I want to play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you should play this one. Just because I've, I've got so much, you know, uh, so many games I still need to play or still want to play. I do like the fact that it's like your gameplay saves. So you can be playing on your on your, on your your phone or whatever mm-hmm. and you're like, you go home, you want to switch to your TV, mm-hmm. plug in your Apple TV and you just carry on where you left yeah, off. Yeah, these aren't like super graphically intensive games mm-hmm. on purpose so that they can be played on the phone, yeah. on the iPad yes. and, uh, and on your Apple TV so that you... Which is you a know. smart choice, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. also there's so much, uh, considering they're less resource intensive, that's so many more iPhone models you can get it on. Mm-hmm. So many more iPad models, you know. 
Uh, I mean, it being in 150 countries slash regions, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be good for some of the more like um, r- uh, like rural countries. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, as depending on how good their offline support is, I guess. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one. I brought this one up just because I want to rail on this again. So everyone <laughs> knows uh, Shenmue 3 uh, is coming out, you know, after, you know, uh, a long, period long, of, yeah. lo- long, long delay. Long. It's going to be in the PS4. It started off, uh, you know, with a Kickstarter. Basically, at that time, they, you know, they, for the PC version, they were like, okay, they had mentioned that it was going to be on Steam. They signed an exclusive deal with Epic Games for the Epic Store. And now uh, the developer is saying, hey, look, if you uh, were a Kickstarter supporter and you don't want to get on Epic, on the Epic Game Store instead, and you want, want it on Steam and now you can't get on Steam, we will give your money back. It's a two-week window. I, yeah. The, the We've talked about this before. It's, it's I forgot. so silly. <laughs> I think we talked this about some other developer where they got like yelled at by fans because yeah. they – what the well, like? I, I don't I, I understand a, this. I spoke to a friend who's a de, who's a developer recently yeah. about why he prefers the Epic Game Store. So I know that they get a bigger cut. Yes, for sure. Whereas like Steam, especially if you go through their green light service, Steam takes up to like I think like forty percent of your profit. Oh really? If you well, that's if you go through their green light service. Okay, I know normally it's thirty yeah. percent. Yeah, um, but the green light service, I know that that works a bit differently. That kind of screws you over. So I get where they're coming from from a developer point of view. But once again, the exact same argument I made last time from the consumer point of view, it changes. Nothing. But, well, people are joking like you're clicking a different icon on your That's screen. That's the only thing that you're doing. You're downloading the Epic Games launcher instead of the Steam launcher, which is, I, b- I believe, less resource intensive as well on your computer. Is, I, I just don't get it. I, it's, it's not like buying a whole other system, right? right? And people aren't complaining about PS4 exclusives or Xbox One exclusives. People want and, you have, their, and yeah. you have to pay for a brand new system if you want to play that. But no one's crying about that. But people are crying about pressing, you know, downloading one little piece of software and clicking an icon. And you can have both. No one's stopping you from having the Epic Game Store and the Steam Store. I have both. It's, oh my God, it's so silly. This this topic is, it's starting to frustrate me more. This whole battle against Epic Games is starting to frustrate me a little more, you know, because it's just, the game needs a Kickstarter to mm-hmm. fund it. So think about this. As a PC gamer, wrap your head around this really quick. They've they've created a Kickstarter for Shenmue 3 because it needs to be funded in some way. Now, you get an offer from Steam where they're going to take more of the profit off of your game sales. You get an offer from Epic Games where they're going to take less of a profit off of your game sales. As the game that needs to be funded by Kickstarter... Where do you go? Of course. And then also, you're not losing your PC player base. You know what I mean? I guess you're, I guess a couple of diehard Steam boys, but still. But that's what I don't get. Let me tell people from as an old school gamer, before Steam, people <laughs> used to buy games at the store yep. on CDs. On and then desktops used to have the yeah, disc. and floppy disks and CDs. <laughs> And then they would install them on their PCs, and that was it. There was an activation code. There was no Steam. There was no Epic Game Store. There was nothing. Steam is something that just makes things easier, right? People to aggregate their stuff. And look. Cool. That's fine. If you like Steam more than Epic, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But to be, like, so upset that the game that you wanted to get and you're not going to get it anymore for is, that is on reason. the other fr- like I could understand if it was like a paid thing like you're yeah. upset like oh I got to pay more now like if Epic had like some sort of like you had to pay for their software then I can understand being upset because it's like oh now I got to pay extra well the refunds would have made sense to me if you were like uh, I want the PC version and then they were like hey we're not releasing the PC anymore are you okay with an Xbox version yeah yeah of course Th- that would make sense to me but like it, it, to, to kind of get perspective on it, the way that I think about this is back when Spider-Man PS4 was initially announced mm-hmm. and, you know, officially announced to be PlayStation exclusive, mm-hmm. I myself, I was pretty upset about that. Mm-hmm. The way that my thought process was Spider-Man such a huge IP, why limit it to one mm-hmm. console, right? But the more that I think about it and now going back to this topic and, and if I could speak to my younger self, I would say, well, Spider-Man PS4 wouldn't exist without PlayStation. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who funds Insomniac and allowed the game to be made. 
they purchased the rights to it to allow it to be made. No PlayStation, no Spider-Man game at all. Forget the fact about it being on both consoles or it being on the PC and the and the Xbox mm. One and everything. It just wouldn't exist. The fact that it was Sony, Sony must have helped as well, though. And then at least you, at least your you know speaking to your younger self at least your younger self was thinking of okay there's an extra cost involved if you don't own a playstation right you got to purchase the playstation to play it that limits it if you have a pc that is capable of running shenmue 3 yeah you there's no difference it's 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 so silly in terms of buying an additional pc yeah like that you just you get the software here, here's here's why I don't get why people complain about the Epic Games Store in, at all, just in general, because the thing is, it's it's competition to to Steam, right? And that is so well. I th- I'm I'm welcoming that. That's so good because mm-hmm. Steam was essentially a, 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 a monopoly. It's a monopoly, yeah. it's a monopoly. So it's nice that uh, Epic Games can come in there and change it up a bit because it's going to make Steam do improvements. Steam's going to look at the Epic mm-hmm. Games Store and be like, oh crap, I guess we can't be so shitty anymore. Mm-hmm. I guess we got to actually make <laughs> some good changes in the in the store. Because at, yeah. at that point in time, it was like as much as people were complaining, Steam was like, "What are you going to do? <laughs> you going to what are you going to do? Huh? There's no other alternative." Yes. So yeah, I think this is whatever. I mean, it's yeah. And, th- and at the end of the day, it's it's just a very loud minority. Yeah, I mean, I, I exactly. Think yeah. For, for the most part, if if people are really excited for Shenmue three and they want to play it. And, and they're a PC gamer, and they've pledged money. Being on the Epic Game Store is not. Gonna <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I don't, don't see the. Well, you've already paid for it, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just wondering how many people actually took them up on the offer. I mean, it's a two, the two week gap as well. Like, I'm gonna assume most people are gonna forget about it and not care. Mm-hmm. I no. would say the only people actually going to return them or want the refund is people who pre-ordered and decide they just don't want to play the game anymore. Yeah. And not re- not really that, a Steam the money, or you know? yeah, not a Steam or Unreal or Epic thing. They were just like, you know what? I, I thought I, I wanted to it. play it. Now, yeah, now it's been so long. I don't want to anymore. Yeah, it changed my so, mind. Yeah, it changed my mind. All right, uh, last topic before we get into our top five uh, games, uh, or we don't have to do top five. Our favorite games of all yeah. time. Um, GameStop closing 200 stores, underperforming stores mm-hmm. worldwide. We've talked about this before. Um, they said that they have 5,700. They have that many stores. 5,700 stores worldwide at, that are profitable. 95 percent of them are profitable. So look at they're they're closing these 200 stores. I mean, Game Informer had shut down. That was another thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people from the executive level, regional district field leaders were laid off. So yeah. obviously there's a lot of growing pain – or not growing pains but like trying to have survival pains <laughs> here, which makes sense. You know, when you're competing against people like Amazon, you're pe- competing against the Xbox digital store, right? People are buying any, that stuff. Any PS, digital store, Any yeah. digital store and any platform, you're, you're competing against Gamer Pass, right? Because now people are like – well, do I have to go buy the, or rent that game or buy a used copy? Yeah. No, I'll just uh, pay whatever the monthly fee is and I'll go play that game. So mm-hmm. it's it's tough. I know I, a, a while back they were thinking of t- – uh, well, I guess now they've just decided to close down those underperforming stores. But I know a while back they were thinking of turning them into more novelty stores. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like selling more novelty items, yeah. more clothing. I mean to be honest, I go there – I go to GameStop to buy Mystery Minis or Funko Pops yeah, or, like, exactly, or whatever yeah. or used yeah. games or accessories. But I never – I don't buy like the game games, like AAA titles from them exactly, that on yeah. opening day anymore. I order them online or I yeah. buy them digitally. Have, have the digital copy so you don't have to worry about it. No, same here. I go in there for either secondhand games, maybe some cool like uh, T-shirts or like, mm-hmm. a, or, like a, a beanie or something mm-hmm. cool. And then on the off chance, usually equipment. Like if my headset breaks, and yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to wait three days from Amazon. You know, I just walk in, pick it up, walk out. Yeah. yeah, or even refurbished. You know, I mean, I do miss the days, but I mean, you know, those days are gone of, of like yeah. going there opening night of a Getting, game. Yeah. <sighs> Man, I miss those. I do. Yeah, I do I, genuinely I, miss those. I think the last one I went to was like, I want to say like Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare. Two or I don't know I can't remember or maybe it was Black Grand, Ops. Grand Theft Auto Five was my last okay. the last midnight release I did. Yeah, my my last one was No Man's Sky. Could you imagine my disappointment? <laughs> Could you imagine? I was so stoked. Oh, I was in a line full of people. We were all talking about it. We we're like, oh, I can't wait to go through a black hole and uh-huh. all these exciting things. And then I get there that night. 
there were people over at my house. I remember Jack being uh-huh. like, hey, we have guests over. You got to talk to them. I was like, no. I've been waiting years to play this game. I play it and then two hours later I leave my room and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so those yeah, days are so gone. This is, this is unfortunate. Um, I will say it. it's just unfortunate because, you know, GameStop was always GameStop. It was just like you go there and you get your games. But they've done some shady things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really unfortunate what happened with Game Informer. And I'm yeah. wishing all the folks at, who, who unfortunately lost their job from the Game writers. Informer well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I guess I guess this is just this is the trend we're heading to. It looks like, you know, soon enough. There might not be a GameStop anymore, and, mm-hmm. and it's because of these digital stores. It's because a lot of people are buying their games digitally now. Think about and, this way. A- Apple stores now, there isn't that really people waiting in line. They're just – they're waking up early in the morning or to pre-order stuff yeah. online, but they're not waiting. Exactly. They're not on, leaving their house. Yeah, yeah going to the stores. They're people no one. are lazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's know, true. If they're, if they're, they're either doing that or yeah. they're using their Amazon to yeah. get a hand to get a hold of the games, you know, and and it is what it is. It's unfortunate. I still do like the novelty of owning the actual mm-hmm. copy of the game, especially if you're but limited on lot, space, you know. Yeah, but it's a lot more convenient to me to not have to get up and switch around the discs and all this, that, and the other when I want to jump from one game to another on my Xbox. And you don't have to worry about losing them when you move or anything, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know that the GameStop that I go to just up the road from me, they're they're, they're doing very well. They're mm-hmm. one of those profitable GameStops, mm-hmm. and I think the yeah, one in Hollywood is pretty profitable be, too. Yeah, there probably still will be a couple left. I'm sure. I mean, I don't know what Canada, what what the effect would be like mm-hmm. in Canada, like because it's not it's not even called GameStop here in Canada. It's called EB Games. Um, and like for instance, like Toys R Us shut down for the U.S. I think we still have Toys R Us here in Canada. Like it's we still have it in South Africa as well. We have like like all the big ones. Like we have Babies R Us. Like one of their <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like like so, yeah. other ones. Yeah. I don't I don't know if there's going to be a huge impact here, but I wouldn't be surprised if over these next couple of months, years, you're just going to hear more and more now that GameStop's. Yeah, some stores. They should they down. should focus more on merchandising. I agree. Um, things that you really need to look and feel and yeah. touch in there, you know, or or be yeah. Some of their merchandising is really cool. Honestly, I think mm-hmm. that they should yeah really push that. I still see GameStop doing well in uh, more like uh, the rural places. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. the reason why game stores still do well in South Africa is because there are some places that don't have. Super good, oh, like right. internet. Yeah. Oh, just good internet. Some yeah. people are still on like one megabyte, two megabyte mm-hmm. lines. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're not gonna like. I mean, you're not gonna wait like two days for it to download, where you can yeah, just yeah. go drive five minutes down to the store and go pick it up. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, that's the end of the topic. So let's get into our, our favorite games of all time. Um, we don't, you know, I said five, but let's just throw out some mm. of your favorite games. Uh, let's yeah. start with you, Caboose. Okay, so immediately, because we've been talking about Borderlands, one that comes to mind. So Borderlands 2, definitely up. Okay. Borderlands yeah. 2, amazing. Even Borderlands 1, I love. I mean, it's not, you know, when you go back to it, it feels dated. Like when the Game of the Year edition mm-hmm. came out and it was mm-hmm. remastered. But on it was so consoles, fresh when that came like, out. I was like, man, this this game is really gray compared to how colorful you think Borderlands is because oh, yeah. of Borderlands 2. So Borderlands 2, definitely up there. Love that mm-hmm. game. It means so much to me and in, in just my love for games growing up. Um, and then Tales from the Borderlands as well to kind of piggyback off that. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. But Tales from the Borderlands, seriously, I cannot recommend enough. If you're planning on getting into Borderlands 3 and you're a huge fan of the franchise... Invest some time into Tales from the Borderlands. You will not regret it. It has some of the best storyline or some of the best storytelling out of all the Telltale games. It's got um, like each episode has an amazing little intro to it that's Mm, supposed to be very Borderlands style. Oh my, it's so, so good. I do agree with you. I think it's the best uh, Telltale series that they have. Yeah, for me, for sure. Without a doubt, for me, it it is. Um, And then obviously, Batman Arkham City. that, That game is just an absolute masterpiece uh the best superhero game still for me i mean spider-man definitely comes close but uh but arkham city is for sure for my for me the number one superhero game of all time still the the voice acting from mark hamill and kevin conroy it's the best they've done with those characters bar none uh there's just there's so much great about that game and then i like to think of you know i like to think of games like halo when I was mm-hmm. growing up, that was that was kind of one of the first games I got into competitively. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so Halo, Halo 2, Halo 3, really near and dear to my heart. But uh, but it's hard for me to sit down and say, this is my top five. Because there are so many games that are like just so, so good. And so oh, yeah. some of them that have very, very sentimental value mm-hmm. to me that may not necessarily be you know, the best game, but they have mm-hmm. sentimental value. And mm-hmm. then obviously very recently, or well, not recently, actually almost a year ago, which is crazy to think about, Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's in mind. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Sorry to take yours, but... No, 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 that's ahead. fine. No, no, I was, was going to say Red Dead Redemption is 2, is, is, which is funny because I was so... Not negative on the first one because I actually liked it, but I was so I was disappointed in the first one because I didn't live up to what I thought it could be. And Red Dead Two lived Did up you play to all a that. Red Dead Revolver. No, right. no. no Red Dead Redemption, like the first, the first one. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Um, um, so for me, the, yeah, there's it, it's hard because you're like thinking about ones that were influenced you, and it's weird because the games just keep getting like more and more advanced technology. Technology wise, like so, one of my favorite games of all time is Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, yes. Which, oh, yeah. which Guitar, the storyline yeah. was fantastic. Look, the combat wasn't the best because it was a it was a fake real time. It was actually turn based, but they made it look like if it was more real time, would I've liked it better? Yeah, sure. Um, Did you know you can get it on your phone now? Yeah, I, had, I bought it on the iPad. Yeah, and, uh, I, I played some of it. Um, but it, it, it's cool. That's one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, it could use a graphical facelift, but I wouldn't want anything to change about the story and the characters. And The story is perfect, yeah. yeah. And the RPG elements. It's just the UI and some of the battle, you know, which was fun at the time. I and mean, if you can get me to play a turn-based game, it must mean you're, you're pretty good. Um, Fallout 3 is one of my favorite games of all time, just going into that world. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh, Mass Effect 2, which is, you know, the whole Mass Effect series because, you know, Bioware, they made Knights of the Old Republic. They just took that yeah. – the, basically the, the the structure of that and then applied it just like the way that uh, Bethesda did that with their Elder Scrolls game and did it to, to Fallout. Um, Red Dead 2 we talked about. Uh, StarCraft. StarCraft. When we talked about video game addiction, I, I think that – I was going to bring up that, StarCraft that, as well. That was – the game that I had the biggest addiction to, it was a, probably a year where it was like almost nonstop of like, you know, I had a girlfriend at the time, but literally like I was just eating and sleeping and then playing, getting up playing and playing StarCraft. StarCraft. Yeah. And it was me and my friends. It was like we'd either play online or we'd play 2v2 against each other. And it was just non-stop and that's what that's what i'm saying it's a game that never ends much mm-hmm. like world of warcraft which i purposely didn't buy even though i knew i would like it mm-hmm. did not buy it. i purposely yeah. did not buy starcraft 2 because i was like i was playing it earlier this week i'm, I was, I'm still I, playing StarCraft because i'm too. like i don't want to get so addicted that my life <laughs> you know eat eat breathe and love yeah you know there's, I mean? there's so many, you know as much as you know, if I could freeze time and just play those games, sure, that'd be great. But there's so much other stuff to do, and yeah, Halo franchise, love that. I think Halo Three is probably my favorite one out of that franchise. Uh, but yeah. the first one definitely has a place in my heart because hmm. I remember playing that one so much. Uh, Half Life One and Two, uh, Alan Wake. Uh, what, what about you, Josh? Um, I was going to say a couple of similar ones. The ones that come to mind, I'd say the ones that were the most influential to me in my life, starting off with uh, Warcraft 3. Just uh, played so much Dota on mm-hmm. Warcraft 3. Um, I mean, like, in my opinion, that's where most MOBAs got their start, was on Warcraft as, like, a mod or a map on Warcraft. So Warcraft 3, right up there. And then uh, Counter-Strike, uh, Counter-Strike 1.6, mm-hmm. which was obviously a mod for Half-Life. Counter-Strike I was yeah. pretty addicted to as I well. Play, oh, man, I still play. I play a lot of CSGO. Yeah. I play a lot of Counter-Strike. I used to spend hours as a kid, like, getting my computer to a friend, setting up a LAN, just playing Counter-Strike and, and Warcraft. Obviously, uh, Halo, uh, sorry, I mean, uh, Half-Life 2, one of my favorite games yeah. of all time as well. Um, so, yeah, those, 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 those games played a big role on me. Uh, played a lot of the first StarCraft, but I played a lot of StarCraft too. Like I said, I was playing it earlier earlier this week. Yeah. Not competitively though, because I I don't I funny enough I don't really enjoy the competitive aspects. But I've replayed the story. Oh, interesting! Like I've replayed. I, wow. I'm I'm playing Legacy of the Void for like the the eighth time in my life right now. It's mm. 
So I love that. Um, and then more recently, I'd say the new God of War game, mm-hmm. one of my all-time oh, favorites. So good. Yeah. yeah as, wow, I forgot about that. Oh one. yeah, like that was that deserved the the ten out of ten. And then also uh, God of War three, just because I replayed that game mm-hmm. so many times. Mm. Um, yeah, those definitely. I'd say. And then I, I guess I can't. I I I, I have a love hate relationship with this game, but I guess I have to bring it up because of how many hours I put into it. But Diablo three, I've clocked oh, okay. hundreds and hundreds of hours into that game just because I like the mindless <laughs> violence of it all, I yeah. guess. I mean, that's the thing is those those games never end. And then yeah. and Blizzard... They really don't, I mean, man, that's, yeah. Blizzard is the king of that. That's why they made so much mm-hmm. money is like they're like, oh, how do we make a game that people really like and get addicted to but it never ends? And then so mm-hmm. they'll keep buying more. I remember all the expansion packs for <laughs> StarCraft, right? That they, they would include a mission thing, but then also add something different yeah. to it. Yeah. And then when you played online, like you had to choose, like, were you going to play the regular StarCraft or are you going to play StarCraft with, you know, this expansion? You know, because I remember, like, the Lurkers. Yeah. They didn't have the Lurkers in the first uh, in the first StarCraft. Yeah. And they just add that. And yeah, they added a lot of elements in StarCraft too to change up some of the creeps and stuff. Really yeah. cool. And- I still can't believe. I mean, I wonder – I mean, I guess it doesn't affect them that much nowadays. But I feel like Blizzard must have felt a little silly when they turned down Dota. When Dota was like, hey, look, we want to re- release a proper full-on game yeah. with your guys' support, seeing as we've used your assets yeah. for years. And they were like, nah, we're making our own MOBA. And then now Dota 2 is definitely more popular than Heroes of the Storm. Yeah. D- yeah. D- didn't Valve uh, turn down um, Counter-Strike? I think so, yeah, for CSGO. No, no, I think that they did take it, didn't oh, they? Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. Or, yeah. I remember there was some yeah. similar story Wait, where something uh, got turned down. And that could have been, ended, that ended been up, League of Legends because yeah. I know League of Legends got turned down by a lot of people and now yeah. it's just its own. That's right. Epi- uh, with Riot Games, it's its own yeah. epic thing, yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. All right, guys, uh, that's it for this episode of the Collider Games Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Josh, where can people find you? You guys can find me on Instagram at josh.toki. And Caboose? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at CabooseEK. And you guys can find me on Twitter at ThinkHero, Instagram, Dennis.TZNG. Make sure to subscribe to this YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Collider Games. Also subscribe to the Collider Factory podcast feed. That's where you'll find this podcast every single week. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. Later. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Stay little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 